currently we have 61 in Appomattox, 63 in Danville, 61 in Roanoke, 62 in Bedford, 63 in Lynchburg. After his 34 years at Virginia Tech and 21 years leading the Department of School of Communications, uh, Dr. Bob Denton has decided to retire, but he's more busy in retirement, we've stated many times, it seems, uh, because he's got a television gig. He, of course, is kind enough to be on our program occasionally here, and he is on the phone right now to discuss some national politics with us. Good morning, Dr. Bob. Well, good morning. It's always good to be with you. Yeah, always good to have you. So uh, we don't even know where to start some days. Uh, I know I know where to start. <laughs> I know where to start. So She's been taking notes, who Dr. Do you Bob. Think, who do you think this is describing? Embellishes narratives. Folkiness veering on folklore. Have you read the New York Times piece on our president? I have not. Oh, well. It's a treat. I have not. I, I, it I, is folklore. It, it, it is folklore. <laughs> the, the things that he gets a pass on in the mainstream media just blows my mind. That's what, that's what they call, you know, saying that the son that we know full well did not die in Iraq, died mm-hmm. in Iraq. Right. It's an embellished narrative. But, you know, it's Joe. And, and, you know. Have you ever seen this happen with any other president? Well, there's certainly in terms of the uh, what we call legacy media and what have you, and even in terms of the cables, um, there is a uh, uh, implicit bias, explicit bias, um, and his particular fitness for office was certainly as legitimate as a campaign issue, and certainly will be um, if and when he uh, decides to to run again. Um, but this but, isn't new, is it? Uh, no. He, no, he's always with, done this. Yes, he uh, he has um, going all the way back to plagiarizing from from a speech uh, mm-hmm. years and years ago, saying um, he graduated top of his class. Yes, yes, but you know, it's interesting because for him, it may be what about age, but in terms of Herschel Walker, what is that? I mean, in other words, um, it it. it it seems to be some sort of trend that is a little bit bothersome here now. One seems to be, can be more forgiven. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, some can be more problematic in terms of intentionality. I think Biden gets a little bit of a pass because, look, he, yes, he's old. He gets confused a little bit, but still at the helm, you know. Yes. Um, and so it's interesting how that issue of competence, which is one of the top three motivators for voting, mm-hmm. um, is an issue there, certainly will be uh, one of those with him. But he gets more of a pass. There's no question about that. What What do you think world leaders, and I'm specifically talking about, you know, Xi and, and Putin, when he makes his Armageddon comment and it gets leaked out, what, what do you think the take is? Uh, are they are they saying the same things? Well, he's old and, you know, he doesn't know which room he's in, whatever. What what do you think their take is as world leaders? I think, it, quite frankly, um, the public versus the private. Mm-hmm. Um, he certainly was saying things that, um, as you know, I'm highly alarmed. What's the end game? Um, there's a, certainly a difference between tactical nuclear and also uh, major um um, international kind of, of uh, nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that um, they would probably say, okay, he's aware there can be escalation. To ever even talk about that puts it within the table and considerations. If this, then that is a mm-hmm. chess game. Yeah. And so right now, I, I think it's, we're in an incredible uh, dilemma, NATO and all of us. And so where, what is the end game? And what is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And how much more? And right now, it's a little bit of a game of chicken. Mm-hmm. If um, the Ukraine gets has too much success, oh my gosh, that liable to put him in a corner. Yeah, what is the end game? So I think he said privately what many of us are fearing, and I think the international leaders saying, okay, that means that there are plans, discussions. Um, strategic discussions going on right now, mm-hmm. um, taking in all types of possibilities. It should frighten him. The statement that he says means it is discussion within the White House, right. trying to see what the end game is. I think we all should be very much alarmed about it. Yeah. Internationally, it says, oh, my gosh, you're giving legitima- uh, legitimizing the very notion that that might be... Um, a possibility. Kind of yeah. yeah. Well, and, and let's yeah. not forget, this is the man who pointed out who held the football. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and that was years ago yeah. that that's in charge here. And and while, you know, Americans may be giving him a pass with his folkiness, um, I guarantee you the world stage is not. They know just how incompetent he is uh, at this point, but, I, but I think. But it is interesting that... that he brought this out because it's being talked about in the White House. The, those scenarios, and, and, and I think that was a genuine, yeah, goof. Yeah, that was a goof. I yeah. think, and and just like you said, Doctor Bob, the, just the fact that we're talking about it, um, it, you know, that he let that out. You know, he's been in those meetings, even even though we honestly, and I hate to say this, we honestly don't know the man behind the curtain who's really pulling the strings. Um, that's kind of scary, not knowing who's really in charge. Well, you know, there's always contingency plans. Right. Um, you know, the the, the, the thing about um, five-year plans is that you do it every year. Mm-hmm. You make five-year yes, plans. Sir. And so certainly with the Pentagon, certainly with the um, surrounding talent uh, at the upper levels of the administration, not the appointed, but the career people there, hopefully um, that's where there is um, – I think another level, just like mm-hmm. people argued as it related to Trump. But make no mistake about it, there's contingency plans uh, all the time on yes, this. Sir. As you say, what makes it a little bit scary is, yeah, it's on the table right now in mm-hmm. the planning phase. And that's what scares me, quite frankly. So you mentioned Herschel Walker uh, a little bit ago, and now he's had some scandals. A couple tough weeks for him. For sure. But he appears to be closing the gap despite these scandals, according to a recent poll. What are your thoughts on that? Well, here's the thing. We're about, what, a little over uh, three weeks until the election. Right. Right now, it's not about persuasion, but it's about activation and motivation. It's mm-hmm. about turnout. Yes, sir. People have already made the decision. Am I going to vote for him or not, despite A, B, C, and D? And the vast majority of those who are going to vote have already decided so now it's about the turnout, and I don't know that these October surprises need, are more effective when they're earlier rather than later. Mm-hmm. 
But in these close races, when you're looking at 2%, 3% that could make the real difference, then every little um, uh, stumping of the toe can be problematic. So I think that there he has his very base. It's going to be about the edges right now in Georgia. And indeed, the poll that was released yesterday that I saw, mm-hmm. they had it um, one point. Oh, wow. Which is about the tightest poll that I have seen in terms of Georgia. Now, right. those polls are plus or minus three. Mm-hmm. So that means there's a 6% shift. It could be. Right. But right now, it's not so much about persuasion. I don't know, but that 1% or 2%, each of this drip, 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 right. that's when it becomes critical mm-hmm. in a very tight race. We've, we've had some audio that we played with Fetterman, and then NBC, MSNBC specifically, came out and talked about the fact that he couldn't even content, have a conversation, small talk, before they turned on the device that he uses, which helps him decipher what people are saying to him. So they were, I, I give uh, MSNBC's people credit for at least putting that out there to shed a little light. I don't know if they're doing it just to save their own rear ends at this point, uh, Dr. Bob. Well, it's undeniable. Be, I know, I yeah. know it is, but still, we we see what they've done with other candidates and what they did with Joe, who didn't come out of his basement. So it it's it's interesting. I'm just wondering what your gut check is on that. I know it's a heavily unionized state. I, I originally was born there, but moved out when you know when my parents moved in in the late '60s. But uh, I, I'm just curious uh, about this, Dr. Oz. Can he pull in uh, enough votes? Well, uh, this latest uh, MSNBC uh, kind of interview, especially when the reporter said, well, even before we had the in general conversation, mm-hmm. it seemed like he, quote, did not understand me. I'm not sure I would have said that. I think right. that was offering an opinion before you actually can see what's going on. Um, this is just like the, uh, the Herschel Walker and and the other stuff. Will it move the needle? Mm-hmm. It might in terms of those who think about competence. Right. Um, and again, that 2 or 3%, it's all about turnout. Mm-hmm. What did strike me, though, within 24 hours, well, not even 24 hours, the discussion says, wait a minute, we have American with Disabilities Act. He has instruments. What if he was in a wheelchair? Um, you, you st- he could still be elected. Be careful now, because he's only month five, and and people can recover and continue over the years. Um, if this is, quote, the worst he is, at least he can still do his job with, quote, accommodations. And it's federal law to have accommodations. Yeah. So be careful now what you're saying. <laughs> so immediately, yeah. immediately the issue of competence became very defensive as it relates to accommodations and disability. And that's where we are now, right? Yeah. yeah. And so people are going to either internally say, well, wait a minute, that, that, that is a real issue. Or people say, no, he can survive and do well with accommodations, and it's about the issues. So that was one of the more interesting yeah. things, that uh, the interesting case study on this particular issue after the election, Yes, uh, the evolution of it. Let's, let's talk about abortion for a minute. Is, is abortion a fading issue for Democrats because it, because that thing has played out a little bit, and it seems to me that maybe people are gravitating back towards their pocketbook, where they normally vote from anyways. But is the abortion going to push enough people out there, uh, or, is that, or is that part of it fading before the election? Well, there's no question that the economy still comes out um, number one. Education is, 
is up there as well. Um, even crime is moving up. If you look at the top five and the top eight, um, economy stands between 34 to 40 some percent. Mm-hmm. Abortion is, though, also up there in the top. It can range anywhere from 15 percent as a motivator higher. I would say yes. It is a motivator. As a matter of fact, the Kaiser Family Foundation just released a poll yesterday. 50% of people, of likely voters, said they are motivated by the Supreme Court decision. Mm-hmm. Women, 53%. Democrats, 69%. Republicans, just 32%. Mm-hmm. African-American community, 62% as a motivating for their particular vote. Mm-hmm. When you break it down, even among independents, 49%. So, yes, in close races, that 2 or 3% again, mm-hmm. motivating to get out. Because that's what the issue right now is, turnout. It's all about turnout now. Yeah. Persuasion's over. Okay. If I'm motivated by abortion, and we see that the segments who are most motivated are Democratic, mm-hmm. women overall vote more than men right. by anywhere from 5 to 7%, depending mm-hmm. upon. And indications are that this midterm turnout may be a historic level. Midterms are about 45, 55 percent. Mm-hmm. Presidential, as you know, is 65 up to 72 percent. Right. If we start hitting presidential turnout, mm-hmm. then Republicans will not have as many seats whatsoever. And of course, now they're looking at, uh, depending upon who you look at, they're saying Republicans might pick up 14, maybe 20 seats, rather than the 35 to 40 they were talking about. Okay, in the so, House. Okay. And the yeah, Senate's still a toss-up, I guess, at this point, based on the... Well, I tell you... That just it, boggles my mind. Yeah. It is a um, toss-up. Um, <laughs> two difference either way. It could be 50-50, mm-hmm. 51, 49, 51, 40, uh, or 52, 48. Mm-hmm. But is that going to be Democrat or Republican? We don't know. Yeah. And there are seven honest-to-goodness toss-ups. Yes. Real Clear Politics says there's only two states that are toss-ups. All right, last so, last last question here uh, because of time here. I um, oh, and the question just left my brain. Oh yes, this was my question. We call that a Biden moment. I had a Biden moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when do you think? How many days or weeks? And I know if Georgia is too tight, they have to have a runoff. So I don't want to count that. Um, when do you think we're going to know what those numbers are in the Senate, the House? I think we're going to get. But what 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 date? If November eighth is the election, and it is, of course, people have been voting ahead of time. Are we going to know by Thanksgiving? Well, we we better, or there will be riots in the streets. Mm. I don't want to be alarmist. One of the biggest things about voting integrity is one: are people who are eligible to vote are they voting? Mm-hmm. And secondly, does my vote really count? Right? Is it transparent? Can I trust the system? Mm-hmm. Every day past the eighth that we do not know the winners, and if there's challenges in courts and dispute, it just further tears away a notion of trust and confidence. we got to get beyond that. we got yes, to do sir. better than that. Absolutely. So if we wait till Thanksgiving, I think people will be in the streets. Okay, fair enough. Dr. Bob, <laughs> uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, former Director uh, of Communications at Virginia Tech, we love having you. Have a great rest of your day, sir. You're very kind. It's always fun. Thank you so much. Well, Miss Janet, it's uh, 21 minutes after the hour. We've got uh, we got a lot of listeners who are texting in. They they really think that Oz is going to win. They think 
Walker's going to win. Interesting. Yep. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. I'll never forget when we were... uh... We were down with you and Mark. We spent a couple days in South Carolina with you guys over the yeah. summer. And so we're coming back. We went to a, um, a comedy event, which really, the, the was it the second or third comedian that was up? Uh, had us laughing so hard. I think I, it was the third one. I was having chest pains. I was laughing because he kept hitting you. I was laughing so much. Yeah. He kept hitting me with the next fire. thing. And it was like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up. Yeah. I, I really, literally... I had to hold my chest. He was really so funny. And so we jumped in the car to head home uh, back to North Myrtle. And uh, you had flipped on um, your Seals and Croft station or something. Right. And uh, we were cruising to Seals and Croft in the car. That was fun. That's you know? a Seals and Croft is just great yeah. summertime listening. It, you it know? is. Yeah. No just doubt about it. good stuff. <laughs> well, Tulsa Gabbard is wasting no time. She is uh, going to be campaigning for a Republican Senate candidate. Oh. Um, Did they say which one? Or Well, she is showing support of New Hampshire GOP Senate candidate Don Bolduc. Bolduc? Okay. Bolduc. I'd, like to, I'd love to see her go on the trail and, and talk to a bunch of them. It, or be, uh, be on the trail and speak. Comes just one day after she said she's no longer a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And um, Bolduc is within striking distance. Good. And they think that he could pull off an upset. That would be awesome. Uh, Tulsi said, we don't agree on every issue, but I'm honored to have the support of Tulsi Gabbard, who shares my view that the status Mm -hmm. quo is broken and we need a change of direction. Yeah. Tulsi is a fellow change agent and independent-minded outsider willing to speak truth to power. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend every day between now and Election Day building a wide coalition of supporters that includes Republicans, independents, and even disaffected Democrats who know that Senator Hasten mm-hmm. is a career politician and must be retired. Wow. Well, she can, she can help make <laughs> a difference. I wonder what they disagree on. I would like to know what it is that they don't agree on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She, so. I, she's just level. You know what I mean? She just... I like the way be. she speaks and... Um, and, you know, quite frankly, and Alan would agree, she's kind of sexy when she does it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, that is such a pig. What it is. is. It? What, are, what am I called? A sexist pig at that point? A sexist pig. Yeah. I mean, you know. She does have an even keel about her that, that is, is settling because she does. You, you can tell there's a core there, a core of beliefs, and, 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 it, and it comes out when she speaks. And uh, she's um, very intelligent. And she is. she's not afraid to, to speak out. Right. Uh, I think she's maybe still in the reserves. Uh, she was up to about a year ago, you know, because she served, I believe, in the uh, Air Force or Navy or something. So. Really? You don't know that about her? Well, you just I don't know, know she's that really much. Cute I can find out from Alan and She's really sexy when she says I things. I didn't things. just say she's yeah, sexy. I think you did. Former Hawaiian Congresswoman 
Uh, Rosso recently criticized Vice President Kamala Harris <laughs> right. uh, regarding her claim that the border is secure. Okay. Uh, Kamala's statement that we have a secure border is further evidence that she's either completely disconnected right. from reality or is just a blatant liar, yeah. citing the vice president's interview on NBC's Meet the Press. Either way, she has no business being a heartbeat away from the presidency. Well, I think, you know, she's just embellishing narratives and she's just trying to work in that folkiness. Mm-hmm. Army. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's with the Army. Oh, okay. I did a little intel. Okay. All right. Good to know. Oh, oh mercy. boy, exactly. Do you remember when uh, I don't do? Well, we saw it. I think maybe I'm trying to remember. Okay, there was a billboard of Telsey Gabbard running for president on I-95, and it was huge. Somebody believed in her in South Carolina. I remember seeing her big billboard. You know, it was one of the only ones I saw. But uh, I think she could t- team up with somebody. And oh, run look, as there's a, a lot Republican. of people going Tulsi Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. Uh, coming up, we have got your local headlines on the way. Also, we still haven't covered that uh, story about the American tourist city who was kidnapped in Mexico. Oh yeah, we gotta do that one. We gotta cover that one. Okay. And then um <laughs> then Kelly Ripa, man, she is just she's got a new book out. What did she say now? This is a big mistake. Well, because she was being kind of nasty to Regis. Um, really? Yeah. The man is dead and gone. Kathy Lee came out and was like, yeah. Don't you dare. Not don't you do it. Don't yeah. you go there. I when, wouldn't mess with Kathy when Lee. We, when we all know Kelly Ripa has fallen out with every co-host she she's ever had. She outed her own Mike uh, um, Strahan. Yeah. When he was her host, she outed him something about his divorce on live TV. And you could tell the look on his face. Yeah. It's like, what did you just say? Yeah. To, so she's got issues all the way around. Oh my gosh. Uh, they haven't they haven't spoken to each other in a long time. Currently, we have 63 degrees in Appomattox, 60 in Salem, 63 in Danville, 62 in Roanoke, 63 in Lynchburg and Ron- in uh, and Bedford and it's very cloudy. Okay. Well, wow, that story I had just disappeared. Well, anyway, we'll go back to a story I did in the first hour. Salem's Planet Fitness giving away free gas cards and vouchers for those that uh, come to the the workout center where you build big muscles um, at 10 o'clock on Fridays throughout the rest of the month. So you have, what, three Fridays left, I guess that means. On Fridays throughout the month of October, again, Planet Fitness giving away these cards to the first 50 customers that come through their lines at 10 a.m. They said no one that comes before uh, 9 a, 9.30 rather, to get in line is going to be eligible for the giveaway. So you're not going to be able to line up like at 5 a.m. like you would for you know Black Friday or something like that. Those gift cards and vouchers can only be used on the day that they were given, according to Planet Fitness and their website. Uh, just a few places in uh, the Roanoke or Salem area, rather. you got some Exxon dealers, a couple of them, one on Wildwood Road, one on Mill Lane, and then the BP located at 30, three, uh, 330 Wildwood Road. Those are the places that are available. Uh, we put that link up on our Facebook page earlier in the show. If you want to find out more, you can go to Facebook and uh, check that all out. Well, dozens are homeless after Legal Aid said James Crossing Apartments backed out on their promise to keep them in a hotel. We've been following this story for a few weeks now. Um, they Some folks there in that building, 828 at James Crossing, had been living in hotels since the beginning of September 
when a fire marshal condemned their building for health and safety reasons. Legal Aid said James Crossing promised they would put them in a hotel until October the 17th. That didn't happen. Mm. Uh, They were awakened from sleep and told that they had to get up and leave, said uh, one woman who was a resident there. She and eight other families had nowhere to go. Uh, They've been spending the night in their cars. We're in the streets now. We have children in the streets. It's not right. Mm -hmm. She says she's homeless and helpless. Um, They wake up each day not knowing where they're going to spend the night, uh, said the managing attorney, Paul Robertson, of the Lynchburg Legal Aid Office. He said the complex's management, Atlantic Housing, is attempting to terminate all the leases in Building 828. That's Mm -hmm. not legal. Um, He says it doesn't give them the grounds to terminate leases and say you're out on their own um, because this is they get subsidized property, a significant funding from public money in order to operate. Right. And now they're working at holding them accountable. Uh, He said part of the problem is there's just not enough affordable housing in this area. uh, And that exacerbates the problem. So uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on this story. But it's a pretty sad one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a story actually I've wanted to get to for two days, and I, I kept overlooking it with other stories. The downtown YMCA in Lynchburg will be transformed into the Shul Clark Family YMCA upon a successful completion of the campaign. Leaders say uh, in November of 2021, the YMCA of Central Virginia announced a donation that helped kickstart their program with a $2 million donation, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, according to the YMCA, the building will be transformed into a new three-story 23 thousand square foot facility to replace the lower portion of the building that faces church street so uh, i may have to check that out and get into more exercising and uh try to get in better shape and all that kind of stuff so uh you know i'm just been been working the fork a lot lately and uh (laughs) it seems to be going the opposite direction it's like how many push-ups can you do well it depends on if it's the orange ones he could get down about 10 (laughs) so (laughs) Is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah. That kind of working Something out? Something like that. All right. I see. All right. Uh, looks like they just had something come down with the Sandy Hook. Can you look oh, that up? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. If, I, if, I think that okay. is, that's come down. Uh, also, Social Security has revealed a big cost of living. Uh, that's been announced today. Um, amid the rising inflation cost. The, uh, that's really put a hurt on people with fixed incomes. The annual adjustment is forecast to be the largest one-time increase since 1981 and the largest experienced by beneficiaries alive today. The nonprofit Senior Citizens League predicts an adjustment of 8.7, implying that Social Security recipients could see an increase of about $144 starting January 1st. Mm-hmm. And the increase that took effect this year was 5.9%. The annual adjustment is calculated by averaging inflation inflation readings among urban wage earners and clerical workers from July, August, and September. Inflation readings in those first two months came in at approximately 9.1% and 8.6%, which is a big difference from the zero. Right, right. That we were told. So, uh, speak, speaking of zero, this is not. This goes the other direction. Uh, we're talking about a Connecticut jury. And I saw this breaking last night, but some of the details hadn't come out yet. Awarded nearly $1 billion in compensatory damages to the Sandy Hook families in the defamation case they brought against Alex Jones over the lies that uh, the whole school massacre was fake. It was all uh, done by actors and all this kind of silliness. And Alex Jones um, 
you know, has his online platform, and uh, he he. It's, it's already been stated. He says, I only have $2 million, and he's going to declare bankruptcy and everything else. So I don't I don't really know. I mean, when something like that happens, I mean, you can't squeeze blood out of a rock. You can sure try. Uh, they'll, they'll get him for everything that he's got, and he's pretty much done for now. He is uh, He's toast. And, I, you know, I, it was a silly— And for what? Why, it, would, why? why would you do that? Uh, that's a great question, Janet. I, I don't—for ratings? I, I mean, I don't know. I just think that um, yeah. it was it was silly. He's he's done a lot of off the wall things, and I know there's people that that follow him that maybe even listen to our show. I've I've never I've never used him as a source. I've never um, you know watched any of his stuff. It's just silliness. Nope. And and when he does get into some areas of truth i'm sorry he has disqualified himself in my mind with all the because other, of the other things i know that's you that's know? the way i feel about it too so yeah they so one billion dollars awarded to the families so how much of that they'll actually see i have no idea so have you vacationed in mexico before not without my machete <laughs> <laughs> i've been to mexico i have a couple three, of times three different times yeah, twice i think for us one was was it a a stay you know a resort where oh, you stay all there yeah. and all inclusive there mm-hmm. and the other time i was uh i was cruising okay. uh, and love i love mexico it's mm-hmm. a it's a great experience well an american tourist now claims he was kidnapped mm-hmm. and left for dead at the end of his vacation to mexico wow. last february and that's okay. when we always visited was february oh really wow uh, after yeah. visiting cancun that's where, I That's was. where you went. With, a, ah. with his wife, he decided to call a cab right. to take him to buy chewing tobacco while they waited for their flight back to the U.S. Okay. His driver said he knew a store, mm-hmm. um, but the tourist claimed he was actually kidnapped. Okay. He said he was ambushed by machete welding muggers as soon as he got out of the car. Mm-hmm. He said he blacked out during the attack. I get out and I'm like, okay, as I'm walking in, then boom, lights out. Next thing I knew, I woke up in a ditch. Hmm. They went to cut my Achilles tendon and oh missed. Oh my gosh. Instead of hitting it, they hit the bottom of my foot <gasps> and then my foot just flapped around. Oh my gosh. They were trying to cut all my tendons and leave me oh, for dead. The assailants That's... allegedly cut up his foot and left him for dead in the ditch hmm. where he stayed. For 72 hours. Oh, Lord. Uh, Jackson, who does not speak Spanish, eventually mustered up strength to approach people for help. I was lying there waiting to die. Something inside of me said, you've got family, you've got kids, get up. Mm -hmm. The wounded tourist eventually found a female officer who rendered aid, brought him to the airport. Jackson said he begged hundreds of people for help at the airport before a woman from Africa whose flight was canceled Mm -hmm. helped him. Wow. The recovering father said he'd been through four surgeries to repair his foot and shoulder. Mm -hmm. He says, my shoulder's completely fake now. There's no more real bone there. Mm. The doctors think it's from throwing me out of the vehicle. He cannot participate in physical activities with his children. Um, He says it does remind him not to take things for granted anymore. Um, Everyone has a purpose. You've got to keep going. Guys, you do not, when they tell you. Yeah not not to stray at these places mm-hmm. there's a reason why yes. they tell you yes, that absolutely i mean we went off site at the place where i was staying because i wanted to go see the monkeys because they had a monkey refuge oh, okay i want to go see that yeah yeah and but now they it was only 
it had to be a driver mm-hmm. from their place. They wrote down the mileage when we left. Okay. They wrote down the mileage when they came back. Right. The guy was not to leave. He was to stay there the whole time we were there. Wow. I mean, they were very, very, you know, but that's why is mm-hmm. because of stories like this. Sure, sure. That is craziness. No, I, I well, we've heard we've heard these stories before in different, you know, different. Remember the people that were dying at this one resort and they don't know why it was something in the water or something in the. It was uh, carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide. Yeah. Yeah. Just that like, wasn't Mexico, though. Oh, that think. wasn't. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. It was one of the Caribbean. It was Caribbean. Countries. Yeah. Caribbean. Yeah, for sure. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Mm-hmm. Well, tis the season for Brunswick stew. Yes. Fala la la la. I love it. I know. It's so good. <laughs> um, but. Sometimes you don't have all day to make Brunswick stew, and right. you don't want to make Brunswick stew for like 150 people. So, <laughs> right. I'm giving you a recipe oh. where you can make a quick Brunswick stew. Okay. It tastes absolutely delicious, and it's for a smaller group right. of people. So, you're going to need a six-quart six slow cooker or a Dutch oven is what you're going to need. And basically, you're going to put these ingredients into your uh, slow cooker and just leave them alone. Uh, You're going to want a 14-ounce can of diced tomatoes, an 8-ounce can of tomato sauce, Mm -hmm. one and a half cups of barbecue sauce of choice. Sweet Baby Ray's is what I use. Right. Uh, Two to three cups of chicken broth. I go three cups. Okay. Uh, One and a half cups each of frozen corn and lima beans. Mm -hmm. Fourth of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper. Half a teaspoon of black pepper. 12 ounces of cooked chicken chopped. Now, this is a great way to use rotisserie chicken you take about half of a rotisserie okay put that in there Mm -hmm. or two chicken breasts that you shredded up and you put that in there right and then a pound of pulled pork so you put all that in and it's the the pulled pork that's already together so just one of the containers right and fnl can really hook you up in this department okay then you're going to put it all together and let it get happy and you've got a terrific brunswick stew now in virginia Mm -hmm. we also dice up some potatoes and put that in there all right i think that makes it extra yummy too. I think so. maybe Pharrell wrote his song after eating Brunswick stew. You think what? Yeah, it got happy. Uh, oh, he did. He oh, got happy. I think he did too. Because yeah. <laughs> no who isn't happy after a nice bowl of Brunswick and stew? It's just that time of year. The, the you know that's just when you when you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, my Mark took it to work, and the guy was like, "Oh, where did you get that?" And he's <laughs> like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Janet feeds sometimes uh, second. Th- well, he does swing shift, so it's yeah. first, second, and third shift. No, about her food. Trust me. <laughs> Oh, goodness. You want this recipe, just go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. 
This week at FNL Market, save big on family packed ground beef, $2.98 a pound. Homemade pork sausage, mild or hot, $2.79 a pound. Chuck roast is $3.98 a pound. And family pack assorted pork chops are $2.79 a pound. Sugardale bacon, regular or thick slice, is $2.98 for a 12 ounce pack. Text FL Market to 833-605-1804 and join their VIP text club for exclusive deals and flash sales. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. Get past the people, get past the hitmen. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Yeah, you have to get on the good foot after hearing that story. You said, man, alive. Yeah. Cut that guy's... Got to be careful. Bottom of his foot off. But he survived. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I doubt he'll go back to Mexico to vacation, but he did survive, and that's a... The will to live. A good thing. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've lost my, you know, desire to go and travel too far away from home right now. Yeah. It's just... I wonder if I'm alone or if they're seeing that all no, the way around. I, I think I think you're right. I think there's still fears of the pandemic, I mean, with fears well, of going into a foreign country and not... Well, and just the whole uncertainty of the world, yeah. you know? It's just so crazy right now. It is. Well, someone who's not worrying about it is uh, Dennis Tito. Okay. He's 82, mm-hmm. and he was the world's first space tourist, and he wants to go back. Only this time, he signed up for a spin around the moon... Oh. Aboard Elon's starship. Okay. (laughs) Wow. He's going to spin around the moon? Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, Dennis Tito says it's a chance to relive the joy of his trip to the International Space Station. Oh, okay. Now that he's retired with time on his hands. Sure. He says he isn't interested in hopping on a 10-minute flight to the edge of space or repeating what he did 21 years ago, been there, done that. Sure. He he says um, that uh, it... His week-long moonshot, uh-huh. its date to be determined, will bring him within 125 miles of the lunar far side. Interesting. He'll have company. Yeah. His wife. Oh, neat. Akiko. Taking her on a date, huh? Ten others willing to shell out big bucks for the ride. Oh, I should have had Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> yeah. Tito won't say how much he's paying. <laughs> yes. His Russian station flight cost $20 million. Oh, the uh, couple recognizes there's a lot of testing and development still ahead for Starship, the shiny right. bullet-shaped behemoth that is yet to even attempt to reach space. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tito is actually the second billionaire to make a Starship reservation for a flight around the moon. Okay. Japanese fashion tycoon announced in 2018 he was buying an entire flight so he could take eight or so others with him, preferably artists. All right, all right. Okay, uh, Question. No, you, thank you. You were just talking about not going yes. far from the house. Right. Elon Musk calls you, yeah. texts you. Yeah. Janet, mm-hmm. yep. Elon here. Yep. Hey, Elon. You know. How's it going? I'm thinking about um, offering some really good pricing to get a family up in space. Mm-hmm. Are you interested? Yeah, nope. <laughs> I wouldn't even have to think about it. That's going to be a hard pass, Elon. <laughs> right. Hard pass. No, thank you. Oh, but Lord. if you'd like to send a Tesla my way. Right, right, I'd, right. Uh, You'll take that in a heartbeat, I'd take right? it and check it out for you. <laughs> Give that thing a test drive. That I would do. But uh, would you? Would you go if if they said? If I was younger, I can't handle 
that. He's 81. I know, but no. What if Kara said she'd go with you? Well, here's here's the beauty of it. If something happens during the flight, we both will be remembered for the way we were. You know, the Barbra Streisand song. Okay. The way we were. So you might think about it if she went with you. If she went with me, I would consider it. Yeah, I can tell you right now. I would uh, I would just give a little hug and a kiss to right. and I'd say you enjoy that. Right. I'll see you when you get back. I, I just don't I don't like to fly in a plane. Right, right. You don't want to fly so, in a rocket. You know, ship. And, and, and enough to get me you know, if I took enough to get me on that flight, I wouldn't remember it anyway. Right. So what's the point? Oh gosh. So uh well here is a yeah. a very memorable vacation. We've been talking about a lot of vacations. Mm-hmm. A couple on their honeymoon went from being newlyweds to being heroes after helping to get more than a dozen babies out of a burning nursery oh in my. Spain. Good night. Doran Smith and David Squallet of Rhode Island okay. have been waiting two years to go on their honeymoon because of COVID. Yeah. They said they were heading to tour a park, mm-hmm. phone in hand, right. taking videos, and they noticed a group of panicking women. Uh-huh. I saw flames coming out of the doorway Lord, next to the door that these women had come out of, Smith said. So I said, oh, my God, there's a fire. Uh-huh. He ran inside before realizing he was in a nursery where no one spoke English. Mm-hmm. He said instinct took over. I found myself looking at 15 to 20 babies sleeping. I immediately kind of lined everyone up. We just started grabbing them, putting them into one crib. Others jumped in to help to get the babies safely as smoke filled the room from what appeared to be an electrical fire. Hmm. It was probably like 10 minutes, but it seemed like an instant. The couple said once the situation was under control and fire crews arrived, they continue walking to their tour like it was a normal day. Hmm. Certainly a honeymoon they'll never forget. (laughs) That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. To get your head together and think, okay, we'll just put them all in the same crib. Right, right. And, and get them out. Yeah, because I, I, I'm not sure my first instinct wouldn't have been to try to get them one at a time. Right. So that was very smart of him yeah, to absolutely. keep a cool head. Saves a lot of lives. And uh, and do that. It's thinking on your feet, as they say. I know. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, a memorable honeymoon for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas woman's on a mission to end drownings. Okay. <laughs> and to save lives by changing the way swimsuits and personal flotation devices are made. Oh, wow. It's taking it on big time. She became far too familiar with how drowning is one of the top leading causes of unintentional deaths of teenagers and young adults. Okay. Apparently, her son uh-huh. drowned in a lake in 2015. Oh. Mm. So she is making a difference with her labor of love. Okay. Uh, G180, their sole purpose, and by that I mean soul, mm-hmm. S-O-U-L, right. is to eliminate drowning deaths. That's great. As a CDC statistic. Mm -hmm. So our aim is to make something that looks good while being functional because people want to look cool Mm -hmm. and they don't want to wear the life jackets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She said, um, and and she's making some pretty cool designs for them. And they've come, they've really slimmed down so much. Right. Yeah. They're they're half inch thick or whatever now and they do a pretty good job. Mm Mm-hmm. And she says, and, and this is a statistic that can be brought down mm-hmm. because kids die, used to die at alarming rates, just riding their bicycles. And now, you yeah, know, they helmets, really did helmets yeah, and head things injuries, yeah. that really improved. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when kids are between the ages of one and five, you get all these updates. Don't leave them in the bathtub by themselves. Right. Uh, kids can drown in puddles and toilets, mm-hmm. especially little ones. Yes. But once they turn 15, your main concern is driving a vehicle. But the reality is drowning is the second leading cause of death in that age range. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. And that's why she does this, is mm-hmm. trying to, to get more awareness. Mm-hmm. And it does really look, the, the the gear really does look good. Yeah. She's designing swimwear, wetsuit line. Okay, cool. I'm and thinking with a 15-year-old and a, and a toilet together, you just want them to, you know. Hit it, yeah. yeah. Uh, G180 is the name of the group. So. Okay. I wasn't going to say hit it. Oh. I'm just saying flush it when you're done. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, both. Yeah, yes. Right, right. Well, that's neat. No, it, it's tragedy turned into something. That will save lives. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Good story. All right, guys. Tomorrow, Friday Funnies and a special announcement. Yeah. Special announcement tomorrow's show. Stick around for that. Make today awesome. In the meantime, we'll see you on Friday.